Welcome to Chicagoland Parenting Stories. I am your host, Lisa Zimmerman. Let's get started with today's parenting story. Welcome back to the next episode of Chicagoland Parenting Stories. Today we have Dr. Jessica Layton. Dr. Layton is the owner of Alliance Chiropractic and Acupuncture located in Naperville, Illinois, and she is an IBCLC or International Board Certified Lactation Consultant candidate for 2024. We are recording today, September 6th, and this is episode 21. Welcome, Jessica. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Uh, can you go ahead and just introduce your children, please? Yeah, so I have two kiddos. Uh, my son just turned two in July, and then my daughter is almost four. Okay. Wow. So you are busy. Yes, <laughs> very much so. Uh, so you just got through the threes, and now you're going to be back through the threes. Yeah. And, you know, with my daughter, the twos were totally fine. It was like the day she turned three. It was like, who is this child? Um, and then <laughs> and why did nobody warn me about this? Correct. And then my son, it was more, it started earlier with him, a little bit more of the attitude. Maybe he's learning from his big sister. I don't know. Yeah. My son always says, why do you always talk about three majors? And I'm like, because it was traumatic. Because they exist. (laughs) Exactly. If you had to describe your parenting style, what would it be? So I feel like I'm kind of a mixed bag with the parenting styles. I think kind of at my core, I I more identify with like the attachment parenting type style. Um, But with that, you know, we like to have some firm, clear boundaries with certain things and, um, but just really strive to have like a really understanding and open, you know, good relationship with my kids so that, you know, in the future, they can feel like they can come to me and ask me all the things and I'll be very transparent with them. Age appropriate, of course. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's the goal for us all. (laughs) Yeah. Without disclosing your age, which generation are you a part of? Oh, I was born like smack dab in the middle of this like millennial era. Okay. So you are tried and true millennial then. I guess. Yep. (laughs) And would you describe how you are parented as being similar and or different than how you parent your children? I think there are a lot of similarities. Um, I actually had to look up like the the terms for all these different like parenting styles. Um, And the one that I think my parents were most closely, you know, what they were more so was this like kind of authoritative parenting where you know, we had, you know, rules and limits and boundaries and curfews and all that, but they also made a point to like make us understand why we had like certain rules and boundaries and curfews. Um, but we had like a really close relationship too. So I think I'll probably utilize some of those things, you know, with my kids get older. Um, I more so remember my teenage years of being parented than (laughs) my toddler years. (laughs) So (laughs) the rules and boundaries are a little bit more prominent in my mind in that regard, but um, but yeah, I think, and they were pretty on board with things, you know, my mom and dad, um, I think parented pretty similarly. I think my dad, I got a lot, oh, I got away with a lot more with my dad than my mom, but. <laughs> that is so funny. Cause I was just talking to a friend last week and her, her teenager was freaking out. And she's like, I don't remember treating my parents like this at all when I was a teenager. And I'm like, honestly, I don't remember my parents as a teenager. I remember my friends and I was around sure. my friends. I really. <laughs> Yeah, bad saying it, but I really don't remember. I'm sure that there were huge run-ins. I mean, but like, oh yeah, I don't. I just remember I was busy. I worked, and it was like I had to work, and I was busy, and I was doing stuff. And I'm sure that there were times that things did not go very smoothly. But it's not, you know. I think it's much different these days. Oh sure, 
Yeah. Can you describe the work that you do for those that do not understand how you help new families? Sure. So as a chiropractor, um, in my office, I my office is kind of 50-50 split. So I'm primarily seeing new moms during their pregnancy in the postpartum um, period just to help their bodies you know, function and feel the best that they can. Um, and then the other half of my patients tend to be infants under the age of one. And so I'm, we're working a lot with feeding difficulties, lactation uh, problems, um, and just kind of getting that relationship you know, off to a better start. Um, and then working, you know, with a lot of IBCLCs and SLPs in our area, just in this collaborative approach, um, to really give families like a great start to their journey in parenthood. (laughs) So what do you specifically do? I always wonder about this more on the pregnancy and postpartum piece for moms. Mm-hmm. Cause I always hope that it's going to be kind of like a family affair. Like everybody, like if you need to bring in the baby, then there's always ways it could help the mom too. So oh, can gosh. you just explain yeah. that slightly? Yeah. So in pregnancy, it's more so like the pains of pregnancy, right? Like the low back pain and the hip pain and that. Um, and then postpartum, there is still a big like biomechanic shift in your body. You have this you know, seven, eight pound baby and all these fluids and things um, that are no longer there. And that's a very abrupt change, at least in pregnancy, we grow over time. Um, And so, but also helping just with like nervous system regulation. So especially for those new parents that everything is new, everything is overwhelming and they need a way for their bodies to kind of de-stress or at least be able to better tolerate the stress that they're under because we can't make the stress itself go away. Um, And so just helping regulate their nervous system then helps them regulate their baby's nervous system and just makes for a healthier, happier little dyad. It always shocks me how much like we give so much attention to the act of being pregnant and growing the human, which is a mm-hmm. big deal. Don't get me wrong. But sure. I'm with you too, where I feel like, geez, I just grew a human and I just hopefully pushed it out the old fashioned way. Right. And now my body, like everything's moving back into its normal places on top yeah. of the fact that I'm sleep deprived on top of the fact that my hormones yeah. are nuts on top of the fact that I'm constantly feeding a newborn who has no schedule. Right. Yeah. So many needs for their own bodies, but also the demands of being a new mom. Yeah. It's, it's overwhelming. And so that's my hope is that we can just help in you know some small way for their bodies to heal more quickly, more efficiently so that they can feel like that's at least one less thing that they have to worry about in this new, these new stages of parenthood. That's really important. What is your favorite thing about the work that you do? So what I really love is when stuff starts kind of clicking, right? We typically I'm seeing kiddos that are really struggling with feeding or moms that are in a lot of pain. And oftentimes, unfortunately, um, my office isn't always like their first their first attempt at, you know, care. And so they're kind of, you know, they've tried X, Y, and Z this whole, they've been through like this gauntlet of treatment options and they're like someone on Facebook or something, you know, recommended you should see a chiropractor. And so they finally give it a try. Um, and so they're kind of at like the, the end of their rope with like knowing how things are going to go. And they've kind of lost a little bit of hope, but when things really start to click and they're functioning better and, you know, you see this new mom that comes in for their first visit and they're so visibly like stressed and overwhelmed. And then after a couple of sessions, like they come breezing into the office and like, they're just, they're so much more comfortable and confident in their own parenting. Um, And so that's really awesome to see. Yeah, I agree. I remember when I, when I used to do mom's groups, uh, when I lived in Chicago, there would always be, you know, 
the first week was like the stories and it was hard and maybe half of them had makeup on. But then like yeah. the next week there would be like two thirds would have makeup on and you could see they were just kind yeah. of like some would have a really showered. rough night. But yes, they, they've like made the space and time for yeah. themselves by just mm-hmm. by joining the group and therefore sure. it follows into like all the self-care. What is the biggest challenge with the work that you do? Um, I think the biggest challenge is sometimes that we are, we aren't always the first um, treatment option. You know, it's not that it's not uncommon um, that parents are like, we've tried, you know, all these things and you're our last hope. And so that puts a lot of pressure on Jeez. us. <laughs> um, like We've you're tried like, everything and now we're here. I'm not um, a miracle worker. <laughs> right. And so sometimes like some kids respond really quickly to care, but for us, you know, quick response to care might be like three or four weeks, but when you're struggling to feed your baby, like that still can feel like an eternity. And so, um, you know, I'm usually really excited to see the improvements in these kiddos and the parents, like, I'm not seeing it. Like we're still up every hour and a half and we're still not sleeping. We're, you know, they all have these issues still. Um, and so as the provider, it's like, but like, this is really great. And this other thing is really great. And like, these are improvements that I'm seeing, but it's not quite translating into their like overall, like family life, um, quite yet. And so that's one of the struggles is convincing them to like, please give me more time and be a little bit more patient. Um, which is hard. I mean, I've been in the same spot that many of these moms have been in where, you know, breastfeeding is hard <laughs> and it's really you know painful and difficult, um, for some moms. And so convincing them to give me, you know, a few more weeks can seem like a really big ask. Um, oftentimes I understand. I mean, you know, there's a lot of subtlety to it. I always felt the same mm-hmm. way. Like when I had acupuncture done, it wasn't just like, Oh my God, the pain's gone. It's just right. like, Oh wait, I'm not in pain. Like you forget about it. And then you yeah. realize it's working, but it's that yeah. subtlety that's really hard. And when you're not firing all on all cylinders, cause you're so tired and so overwhelmed and you're looking for the quick fix, then I could see how that could be really difficult. Did you work with the lactation consultant postpartum? Oh gosh. Yeah. With both of my kids. Um, and even at the time that my kids were born, I was still doing the work that I'm doing now. Um, but it's hard to kind of separate yourself as like clinical brain and mom brain. Um, and so, yeah, we had an amazing lactation consultant for both of my kids that, I mean, she saved our breastfeeding journey with both of them. She is incredible. So even so much that my husband, like the kids are older and something came up and he's like, Hey, we should, we should call her and ask her this question. Like, this isn't really like a lactation thing. And he's like, but she probably knows, right? Like, let's just call her. Like, she helped us with everything. Like, she helped me so much. <laughs> right. Like, let's just call her. So, um, yeah, she was, it was incredible. So we really, and we were able to breastfeed my daughter kind of self-weaned around 18, 19 months when I was pregnant with my son and Fantastic. my son just weaned a couple, like two months ago, right before he turned two. So, so this is um, the first time in like four years that you're not really yeah pregnant or lactating or anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome <It's> back. Nice. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> like purge my closet of all the nursing tops and the old nursing bras that are all stretched out and faded and yeah. Right. It's great. Right. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it does feel nice to reclaim your body. You know, yeah. It's an awfully long time. Like when people don't think about it in terms of like, well, there's nine months of pregnancy. And if there's, you know, a year or two years of breastfeeding, that's an awfully long time. And then to piggyback that with another pregnancy and another mm-hmm. breastfeeding journey, it's, it's a long time. It is. And I know some moms do it for a lot longer than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
it was long four years. Yeah. I mean, the cultural norm is like three to five years throughout the world. And I think a lot of that has to do with other stressors um, in terms of nutrition and things like that too. But it, but still four years is nothing to, you know, shake your head at. That's pretty impressive. So congratulations. Well, thank you. Did you always want to be a parent? I did. Yeah. I'm the oldest of 10 grandkids. And so I've always been around, I mean, I'm only, I don't have 10 siblings or nine siblings right? um, in our family, but But there were um, always babies around you, always babies around. And I was the oldest one. So, um, I, you know, nannied a ton and babysat a ton in middle school and high school. And, um, I loved it. So yeah, I always kind of thought we would have kids and, um, never really knew how many I kind of looked at my dad's side of the family. That's the big side of the family. He's one of six. I'm like, probably not that many, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) you know, two, maybe three. Um, and then my husband was kind of in the same boat when I met him and he's like, you know, two sounds good. I'm like, Sure. Yeah, that sounds great. So um, here we are, two and through. That's our. So for now, you're done. <laughs> we, we okay. <laughs> yeah. At what age of your child do you think that you really start parenting your child? So I, this is kind of a tough one. Um, I think with like rules and boundaries and that, with my daughter, it kind of started once my son was born. So she was just a little bit younger than two when he was born. And it was a lot of, you know, teaching her how to be gentle and with the Mm -hmm. baby, um, and kind of balancing that dynamic between the two of them. But, um, yeah, probably like early toddlerhood. Um, but now it's, it's more intense (laughs) being almost four. Um, but I would say maybe around two. Yeah. There's that big switch between like the emotional aspects and the physical aspects, right? Like that physical yeah. aspects wane, and but then you don't realize just how physically draining the emotional right. aspects are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously like we're a caregiver for her from day one, but then yeah, once the the attitude and the personality really starts to kind of flourish, um, there's and kind of matching like our own personality to like hers and, you know, how we were parented versus how we want to parent her and what works for her. Cause my kids are totally different and what works for one work doesn't work for the other all the time. So following so. up on that, other oh. than their ages, how do yeah. you have to parent them differently based on like personality? Yeah. So my son is, he's like, he's a big kid. So he and my daughter are physically about the same size. Um, and so kind of, I have to work with him a lot on convincing him that he can't do everything that my daughter can because he's just not as old as she is but he looks at the two of them like we're the same size like if she can do it I can do it um Mm. and so and he uses a lot more like brute force (laughs) to to get the things he wants um but he also is like a little bit softer like emotionally so like his feelings get hurt a lot more easily than my daughter she just kind of like meh it's fine I'll go do something else um he gets a little more like his feelings get hurt like he's more wounded yeah (laughs) so is he the kid that's more like by your side all the time in the new situation or yes okay yeah Sophie is super outgoing and Jake is too you know to an extent but it takes some more time to warm up to different situations and um he's a little bit more you know attached in a new environment um or even like family members that we don't see super often. Like he knows them and he's familiar with them, but it still takes him a little time. Whereas Sophie will like run off with them and hours later, I'm like, where is my child? <laughs> Who has her? What's going on? Has anybody seen this little person running around? <laughs> right. 
What is your most embarrassing parenting moment? Oh, there are so many. Um, I mean, early on, it was, you know, the kind of funny, like, oh, I answered the door and my nursing top is like still undone or like go to the grocery store and I've completely, you know, leaked through one side (laughs) with breast milk. But um, as of late, it's been uh, my daughter asking a lot of questions about people in public very <laughs> loudly <sees. laughs> it's like toddlers have they observe everything and have zero filter um and so seeing people that look differently than us or speak differently than us and her I mean she's just curious you know um but the questions that she asks oh man like she there's this man that works at our grocery store um and he has what I suspect is some sort of congenital issue with his leg and foot um, but he's always a cashier. So he's always like kind of just sitting. Um, and she's talked to him a bunch of times. Well, one day he came walking by and I saw her like lock on, just like watching him and tracking him. I'm like, oh, sweet Lord, <laughs> please don't say anything. And of course she's like, mama, what is wrong with him? Why is he walking so funny? I'm like, okay, well, like, now let's have a conversation about this. But in the moment, you're just like, how do we get out of here as fast as possible and hope that we didn't completely offend somebody or maybe he didn't hear us maybe he did I don't know um and the other people in line and everybody else it's like grab our stuff and go though um or like she's commented on like people's body size you know like why is their belly so big I'm like okay like (laughs) well everybody looks different all sizes (laughs) correct and so at home I feel like we have these really good conversations or even you know like in the car right after but in the moment you're just like oh gosh like what do I say And I feel like most adults, like they get it, like she's four, right? They're not going to be super offended by a four-year-old, but they're more interested in my response as a parent. They're really watching you. They're judging me to see how I respond to this. So, um, and sometimes I am struggling (laughs) to respond in a way that I think everyone would want. Um, So yeah, that's been our our latest uh, embarrassing moments is the lack of the toddler filter. And yeah, I feel like my 11 year old is kind of back in that, but it's more of like all these things he's trying to tell me that he knows and it's very sophisticated things, but sometimes he said stuff where I'm like, oh, so (laughs) I come from a generation of like once upon a time, there used to be people that winked and not like in a weird, creepy way, but just in a, like, it was playful, you know? And so sometimes I'll just wink at somebody and then I'll answer his question. Like, well, (laughs) this is what I got. You know what I mean? Like, but it's taken a long time to get there without the physical response of like me turning bright red, stammering, looking around, you know, all who just heard just being like, whoever sees me, I'm just going to wink and be like, you know what? That is a great conversation. And let's go ahead and have this in the car. We will have that conversation later. (laughs) Right. And then, you know, and he's pretty good about the boundary stuff now, but there's just random things that come up. Like he knows Mm -hmm. that there's certain things that like, you know, we only talk about these things inside the house. They don't really leave the house, you know, but then it's like, you just, you just never know, right. You got to be on guard all the time. Yeah. You just don't know what they're going to do. If you had friendships when your children were babies, how important are those to you now? And do you still keep in touch? Oh yeah. Um, so I have two really close friends and actually our kids are all within like a few months of each other. So, um, it was nice to have that kind of camaraderie, like through our pregnancies, cause we were kind of hitting the different stages at the same time, or maybe slightly before, or after one another, um, you know, I had, and the kids are good friends too. You know, we do a lot of play dates and activities with them now. So that's really nice. Um, 
because they are similar ages and but then I can like you know text my friend and they totally get it when I'm like you know can't make it because we've got this like chaos happening over here and they're like yep we get it like see you next time um and I think it is important to have those friends that they understand where you are in this like part of life so that we are canceling or postponing like no one's offended by it half the time I'm also relieved when they have to cancel something I'm like oh thank goodness like right take the pressure off right like I also really wasn't feeling it today but like thank you for canceling so I didn't have to um because we're all just kind of surviving you know getting through the the toddler years um so yeah I do have a couple close friends that it was really nice to be pregnant at the same time but then also just in continuing and having kids that are close is nice Right. And they're basically only a text away. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I do the math for you, you've really only parented either like during COVID or post COVID. Yeah. My daughter was six months old when everything. Yeah. You know, shut down. Right. So were you doing any, a lot of in-person things before that then with her or had you not quite gotten to that spot? We hadn't quite gotten there yet. She was coming to the office with me uh, once a week. Hmm. Um, and so she, we stopped that just because uh, just with work schedules and COVID was scary at the beginning and unknown. Well, and um, she was and moving. So, and she was starting <laughs> to get mobile. Yeah. So we came, I didn't work for a few weeks. Um, and then when I came back to the office, I brought her with me, you know, like I did on Fridays. I'm like, oh no, this, we can't do this anymore. Like she's so mobile and like wants to be involved in everything. And so, you know, pulling up on my chiropractic table while there's somebody laying on it and like, you know, touching everybody. <laughs> that was her not me, sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so we stopped that, but you know, we, um, is it, it probably sounds bad, but we didn't really let COVID stop too much for us. Um, like we still had her first birthday party and her baptism with our friends and family. And, you know, we still went to our holidays with our family. We're from Michigan. So we still traveled for that, you know, within reason and we weren't being reckless or anything, but um, I, we didn't really like prevent her from doing a lot. Um, So you don't really feel like that affected the way you parented then at the beginning as much? I I don't so because we were also were so new into parenting we really didn't know what we were doing anyways so um that's just been that's just how it was we didn't have any real significant parenting prior to that so um so it didn't feel like it affected us too much right. it's just like the new uh, normal yeah yeah for us so um and thankfully things are you know a lot more lax now that's nice and so we for do sure. a ton of, we do a ton of stuff in person now but um, yeah because could you imagine being home with both those kids at this age no no, <laughs> you're like those women. Yeah, you all deserve a medal and fathers too. All. I mean, everybody, oh, the families. Gosh, yeah. Just you know, my goodness. Yeah, during COVID, I told my husband, I'm like, we need a fence in our backyard because, like, we need a place to play. <laughs> That's right. They need to be able to go exactly, exactly. So, and I need yep. my own space and time. Yep. What do you see as the biggest trend in parenting right now? Um, I don't know. I feel like there's so many. Um. It's almost like trendy to be trending. I don't know. Like, I feel like trends are trendy. I don't know. Um, there's a lot of like baby gear that is like pushed. And like, I think a lot of new parents think they need all this stuff. And so because social media is so prevalent in many of our lives, I think parents are kind of being bombarded with all this like input that like they need all this stuff to be a good parent or for their baby to be healthy and happy, um, which is not true. So, um, I think that's 
maybe like a not so great trend that I've noticed. Um, yeah, I don't know. The trends are, I think they're ever changing. So it's kind of hard. I feel like I'm always behind on the trends anyway. So like by the time I learn about it, I'm like, oh, they were doing that. Okay. Well, Thank goodness yeah, these are hard questions for a reason, too, because some people yeah. are like, I don't even know what the trend is or whatever. But then there's some people that are like, oh, I see this overarching thing happening that mm. I haven't really had to think about that. But I see this as, you know, sure, a change or a shift or something like that. What have your children taught you the most about being a parent? Um, hmm. Just to be flexible and adaptable. <clears throat> basically at all times. So, and then the minute you think we've got something figured out, there's like this new surprise, you know, right around the corner. Um, and just being okay with things, not ever feeling like settled, I guess. I don't know. I feel like we're always like in a phase or in a, you know, a stage that we're going to get to the end of, but like that's ever evolving Mm -hmm. and never really ends. So, um, yeah, I think it's just, has taught me to be very much like, okay with, the unknown and okay with things ever changing um and just kind of rolling with it so so are your children's birthdays like near each other in the year or are they kind of polar opposites where you're always going through the transition or how does that look for you they're pretty close so end of july and end of september so not too far off it's still like you know the warmer months but a season Um, away ish but yeah yeah um so yeah they're not too far I was just thinking, like, I could imagine, like, if you're always going through, like, somebody's birthday and, like, you know, oh, they go through the changes yeah. with the birthday. And then just when you think yeah. you've got that one figured out, then the other one does something. And yeah, they they keep me on my toes. <laughs> so, Either way, always... right? Yeah. So for our final question, what is your biggest parenting advice to share with new parents? So my biggest piece of advice would be to just question everything. So I feel like a lot of parents um, feel pressured to make choices in regards to their children, whether it be their health or whatnot, but it's like, here's this information and like, what's your choice and your decision now? Um, and so I talk with a lot of parents about, you know, you don't have to make any specific choice until you've asked the questions that you want to ask. And until you feel confident in the choice that you're going to make, whatever that choice and decision ends up being. Um, but just ask question everything, ask all the questions and know that it's our job as providers to answer those questions and to educate you so that you have all the information you need to make whatever choice it is for you and your family. Hmm. That's great advice actually. So, and don't listen to everyone else's advice. <laughs> so. Cause I am constantly telling people like, this is a parenting decision. This is a parenting decision. This is right. a parenting decision, which I don't think a lot of things are framed that way for people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also a really good idea to actually like, maybe not make the decisions about the decisions you have to make until you have to make them. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of parents, I, because I work in this pregnant, you know, half of my offices um, prior to baby even being born. I get a lot of questions, you know, like, what did you do for this? And what did you do for that? And like, well, that was something that we didn't really have to make a choice until they were one or two. And so right. like, don't worry about it right now. <laughs> you know, we can get, you know, talk <laughs> Let's about just it. Have a happy, healthy baby. Yeah. And you're healthy and everything's good. Yeah. We don't have to plan the entire trajectory of their entire childhood now. Like let's get them born first. Um, and get them fed, get through well, the first couple like, months. And yeah, then we can chat about it. 
um, you know, they're asking me, like, did you do like Montessori or daycare? I'm like, whoa, whoa, like, hang on. You're like 12 weeks. Like, <laughs> Let's just. Right. Well, and the thing is down. too, it's like, it depends on where you live and what's available. Oh, yeah. It depends on the wait list. It depends For on sure. what happens with anybody's job at that time. Because a lot of people, even pre-COVID, when they went on maternity leave, realized, oh, I don't really like my job. And then yeah. they would make changes. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, there's so many factors that can come into it. Right. That, you know, I mean, I think planning to a certain extent is very reassuring for people, sure. um, but you also have to be able to plan with the flexibility that nothing's going to go according to plan. Correct. So then like, do you have to have a plan B or can we just roll with this or should we just maybe not plan as yeah. much, you know, sure. but it's hard because people's personalities are very like, you know, some people, they just really want, like, we always give like a written care plan and people always want the plan. What's my yeah. plan? And the, yeah. this is your plan. This is the plan yeah. for the baby. This is the plan for you. This is the plan for bonding. But, mm-hmm. you know, like, and then, you know, and this is the plan for right now until the right. next visit, you know, and stressing mm-hmm. that, you know, and that can be really, really assuring to people. But yeah, I can imagine I don't really deal with too much prenatal, especially that early on. I can sure. just imagine like some of those questions being like, oh, honey, <laughs> just <laughs> let's just worry about you being able to yeah. eat food. Like right, just eating, like, you know, you're throwing up all the time. Like, let's exactly. get you hydrated. Let's get your blood sugar stabilized, <laughs> exactly. and then and then we can talk about if you want an epidural or not. Like, we can wait and talk about that. Right, later. right. Like, that's many, many weeks away. Um, right. I know. So. As a postpartum nurse, you know, once upon a time there would be, you know, we had like a midwife practice, and they'd always be like, "Well, you know, the nurses and report and nurses are terrible anyway to each other." But they'd be like, "Well, you know, she's a midwife client, so of course she had, you know, birth plan, and of course nothing went according to plan." And I would always be like, "Well, you know, I'm sure some of it did. Like, sure. let's try to find the things that actually worked. She had a healthy baby. That was the right. plan, right? Well, and I usually tell moms too, you know, like." they'll ask about the birth plan. Like, how do I make my birth plan and what should be in my birth plan? And so, and I will kind of suggest, you know, maybe things aren't going to go exactly according to the plan. However, in just creating, or they're like opposite, like, I'm not going to have a birth plan. Like we're just going to show up, have this baby, whatever happens, happens. Um, But like, I feel like there's some benefit to the plan because it makes you think about options so that you're not being presented with these new Mm -hmm. options, like in labor. Oh yeah. That's not a good time um, to be making decisions. Correct. So at least like they put some forethought into things and maybe they have some opinions on options and they have their option. They're like a list, you know, like what they want to happen and some then other options, but at least they put the thought into it before they're like in active labor and not wanting to think about anything. Right. Right. Or they didn't even know that X and Y, op, you know, birthing center or hospital offered sure. X and Y thing. And therefore right. they hadn't even presented, you know, that wasn't even like yeah. on their mind. It's like something that could come up. Yeah. I think the research of the birth plan is like the biggest benefit. Right. Just like the, the process the plan of going itself. through it. Yeah. Like, like a business sure. owner, like you make a business yeah. plan, right? It's sure. like the same thing. It's like, it may not go according to it, but it's just a good idea just to explore like, well, but wait, what are my goals and who is right. my competition and who would work well with me? And you know what I mean? And all the things you have to do. And it's basically the same thing with having the baby, but you know, it's really hard because I'm always just like, let's just have a healthy baby, you know, sure. like it's healthy baby, healthy we're, mom. We're so lucky when everything just goes well. <laughs> so yeah. let's just keep it that way. You know? Yep. Absolutely. 
Well, we are out of time. Thank you for joining us for episode 21 of Chicagoland Parenting Stories. And thank you to our guest, Dr. Jessica Layton of Alliance Chiropractic and Acupuncture. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you.